certainly good to be in the Lord's house tonight. We thank God for his tender mercies and for letting us come back this way. And glad to see everybody. Got a nice crowd. I want to say a special welcome to visitors that we've got. I have a scripture I'd like to share that uh, is just a real blessing to me. It's in the first chapter of the book of Isaiah, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And this says in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. But, oh, excuse me, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. So when the Lord calls, it's important to respond to his call. Let's all stand for just a minute. We'll have prayer. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father. Uh, God, we're thankful that you do call us. And we're thankful that when you call us, you give us the means to come to you. God, we pray tonight you'd bless this service, help us to have a good spiritual meeting. Uh, help it to be one that touches people's hearts and helps folks and calls to people that are in need. God, we pray tonight that you just bless us to have the meeting that you want us to have that would cause heaven to rejoice. We ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn over to the choir, Bud Taylor. Page 138.
page 177. 
once again, I want to say it's wonderful to be in the Lord's house. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for those good songs and what I can feel tonight. And welcome in God's house. Uh, everyone's welcome, and if you're visiting, you're especially welcome. I want you to feel like that. Let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody with unspoken prayer requests might show it. If you've got something on your heart to say, uh, do that. If you've got a prayer request or testimony, even just follow your heart. Amen. Pray for Larry Jordan. He, he really needs our prayers. Anyone else? We got uh, lost people and people out of fellowship. And, uh, people have decisions they need to make for the Lord. Let's, let's pray for all of them. And uh, we had some, especially that's heavy on my heart, that were here this morning. And I felt like God was calling so powerfully. And uh, I pray that God will keep calling and extend mercy. And But let's, let's pray for those folks. Anything else? All right. Remember that. Pray for New Haven and Brother Mike. They've had a lot of things going on. Church has been shut down quite a few weeks for COVID and different things and Brother Mike's uh, mom just recently passed away and so they've had a lot going on so that was a great prayer request uh, remember Kristen's prayer request for New Haven and Brother Mike anyone else Pray for conviction tonight. Uh, anyone else? No, we're going to ask Brother Mike Nichols to lead some prayer.
thankful for that. Let's keep praying. Uh, would anyone feel like singing tonight? Got a song on your heart? Uh, just come sing whatever God's put on your heart.
thank the Lord for that good song. I appreciate it, and I appreciate our young people. Uh, and I just was sitting there thinking while they were coming uh, to get in the choir and getting ready to sing, and uh, what a blessing it was just seeing them get up. And what a blessing that God's blessed us as this church, uh, me as a pastor, what a blessing God's blessed us with to have a youth group like we've got. It's just, it's just, it's wonderful. And so anybody else have a song on your heart? not just keep praying and uh, that's just whatever's done not whoever comes to preach and uh, whatever's being said or whatever spot we're in we need to be praying we need to really be praying when you young preachers come ahead and uh, whatever you got on your heart whoever God's uh, leading why we just uh, trust you to sort it out and come ahead come on Pray for Jordan. I appreciate Jordan. Let's pray for him. We're willing to try this evening. Uh, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe I might have to. Maybe I don't. I don't know. And I was trying to sort it out. And God said, well, just get up there and try. <laughs> so we're, we're willing to do that. So uh, you pray for us. I feel bad for Annie. She's going to get a double dose tonight of something I already preached this morning, but this is just what I feel like preaching. So um, if it's good enough for the Lord, it's good enough all days. So we're uh, we're appreciative of what God's given us. And I tell you, I, I was, I've been reading this and studying on it and thinking on it, and uh, God's blessed me uh, with so many things in my life. And um, I keep thinking about all the many things He's given me, but... My relationship with him has been the greatest thing I've ever got. And um, if you don't have that, I really, really, really beg of you, observe your life and see what you're lacking. Because I guarantee you, it's the Lord. If there's times that you're having a rough go, where's the Lord at? Is he close by? Is he in your life? Is he dwelling there? Where's your home at? And uh, that's what I want to kind of preach on this evening is, you know, there's a difference in a house and a home. And um, you can build a nice life, but if you don't have it decorated right, it's not going to be the same. So you pray. I just, I just want to get this out just the way the Lord gave it to me. This is uh, 144 Psalms, uh, verse 12. And uh, I'll let you turn there for a moment, but um, just so, so grateful for what the Lord's shown me in these scriptures. And I may just read verse 12. I, I might go to the others, but... Uh, we'll see. Uh, but in that uh, 144th Psalm, in the verse 12, it says, That our sons may be as plants grow, grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as a cornerstone, polished after the similitude of a palace. And uh, I just want to read that. And I, I was kind of thinking on this this morning, and I've been thinking on it the last couple of days, and uh, one of the things we talked about yesterday, I was standing there with Neil, and uh, I was like, you know, it's pretty awesome how our church allows our preachers to organically grow. And what I mean by that is there's no pressure, there's no people forcing some type of doctrine down your throat. They just say, all right, Lord, I'll pray for them. You just do the work in them. And I said, it's been a wonderful experience growing as a, a Christian and a preacher in this church. And uh, it's because that the Lord comes first, Mike. 
It's because the people have always put God first and said, I know the Lord will take care of this one. He'll sort him out. And uh, I appreciate that. And uh, as I was reading this, I thought about that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. It doesn't state when they're old. It doesn't state when they've got this established. It says when they're young. I'm glad that in our church that we've got, we put God's first and we put our children in a place where they can grow up strong. Where they can grow up, not in old age, but when they're born, they're going to Sunday school and learning about Christ. When they come into the church house, they see a choir singing about how good God is to their people. They see a preacher that stands up there and preaches how God saved him one day. And how when he died on Calvary, he gave us an option to go to heaven. That is something that you can't buy in a store. That's something that you can't get anywhere in this world. But the church, and I love how it goes on, it talks about those sons that way because we all know, and I, I know you'll know exactly what I'm saying, men and women are a lot different. Their thoughts are different. How they conduct business is different. How they see things is different. And I tell you what, a man in his life, I believe, I don't know about the rest of you, but growing up I always thought I wanted to have a job so I could provide for a family one day. So I could be stable for them. I could be an oak tree for them. So my family had somebody to lean on. I wanted to be rooted so they didn't have to worry. See, that's the provider role that a man has in his mind all the time and dwells in his heart. A woman has an equally just as great spot. It says here, it says, I love what it says. Let me just read it to you one more time. It says, and uh, our daughters may be a cornerstone polished after the similitude of a palace. Buddy, that's something great. I don't know a young woman that doesn't already have a blueprint for their life in their head. It seems like from the time they're little, they've got a storybook wrote for them. They've got a little print set up. They've got a little house somewhere. They've got a little family running in the yard. And what I'm getting at this this evening, if you pray for me, I want to talk about those two roles. And I want to really get down deep on it. God's blessed me to just see it so clearly. But I tell you, when you've got two separate individuals like that, they're separate entities. They've got different complexes and different minds. And I tell you what, each of them, their value is so great. And I'll tell you why, because even though the man has his role as the structure of that family, the woman has a place to make sure that that family is sitting right there all the time so that when that man de delivers, that they've got something to build on, that little cornerstone. Yeah. See, my wife holds me accountable a lot. Yeah. Even though I may look like the one that leads from time to time, I need my wife to be in her spot so that we can build our house in a place that makes it look like a palace. Yeah. But that starts with God. Yeah. And it starts with being saved. And it starts with yeah. knowing Christ and feeling Christ and letting Him throw up flow through your life. Yeah. I tell you what, there's nothing better when two Christians come together, separate, equals, and then they come in and God puts them together and makes a beautiful dream. Yeah. You know why? Because when two individuals that are separate boys come together, God is so joyous of that. He loves to see His children happy. And uh, when you come to a point where you can be married, and you can be married in a good godly home, then your children can come and develop in a way that a Christian child should, in a Christian home that will give them grace and mercy and backing. And I tell you, I'm so glad this evening. Let me get this water. I've 
kind of been preached out tonight. But I tell you, God has been so good. And I was reading this scripture, and you know I preach a lot on my own life. It seems like it's the only thing I really know. But as I look through the Bible, I see man and woman time and time again, the successful ones have God at the forefront. Each and every one of them. The marriages that look like they're doing really good in the Bible are the ones that have God right there in the midst. And those are the ones whose families are blessed generation after generation. Those are the ones that when things are going bad, they've still got a smile on their face. Why? Because they know the things of this world, it's not what they're looking for. But it's the things that are going on on the inside that matter. And I was thinking about just my wife, and I'm going to kind of braise her a little bit. I hope she don't mind, but I tell you what, if I was to marry somebody else, I tell you, I could have made a shamble of my life. But God had a woman set aside for me that took, and I'll tell it this way, she took a house that I purchased that had a a little fold-up chair in the living room with a little TV sitting on a nightstand, and I thought that was okay. And when she started working in my life, she said, let's go shopping, let's go do this. I tell you what I thought, and fellas, you know what I'm saying. I thought, we don't need that. I don't need that. That's silly. And she'd put things in the cart, and I'd be like, oh, Lord, here we go. But I'll tell you what, years later, looking back, that woman made my house a home. That woman made my house something I was happy to come home to, something I could relax in and enjoy. And I tell you what, there is one thing that you can't see when you look in my home, but you can feel it, and it's God. And even though the house looks pretty, and even though we've got happy smiles, there's some reason in there that it works so well, and it's because God's in the midst of the home. If you want to be happy, put God in your house. He'll hold it together better than the nails and the screws you got. If you want to see your children grow up and grow strong, Make sure that the garden that they're growing in has got God fertilizing it. I'm telling you this evening, there is no better life than to have a life with Jesus Christ. The man who loved you more than you ever loved anyone else. More than you ever loved yourself. Think about that. How sweet it is. I tell you, God's been good tonight. And I'm not going to preach hours. That just ain't who I am. But I tell you what, if you're not saved... Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're turning away. Think about the opportunity that you're saying, I just don't want to deal with that right now. I'll be honest with you. There's been a lot of people I've talked to, and when you look them in the eyes, you can tell if they're happy or not. You can tell if they're actually having a good day or not, whether they tell you they are or smiling or not. But if you look at an individual and you see in their eyes that sorrow, but it breaks your heart. But praise God, I'm glad when you can talk to a stranger that you don't know. And God will start to move. And you can see the joy in their eyes because they got the same thing you've got. And you don't even need to know their name. All you know is they're going where you're going. That is a joy. I tell you what, you ever experience that? That's so good. Don't miss out on your opportunity tonight to have real joy, to have real peace. To have a real home. Don't leave God out of your life. If you leave Him out, He'll leave you out. And I tell you what, there's nothing worse 
than walking into a home that's bare. Walking into a home that has no pictures on the wall. Walking into a home that's not gotten any joy or happiness. There's nothing worse than that. I tell you what, I was lost for a short amount of time because even this silly, ignorant boy was smart enough to realize when he left church, there was a real home here. And when he left those doors, what he was walking into wasn't a real home. And I'm not saying where my natural home was wasn't a home. It was good. But what I had going on on the inside, it was no good. And the day that I got saved, I tell you what, I was carrying my home with me everywhere I went. I was living in a good home day to day. There's a difference in a house and a home this evening. Where are you at? Are you living in just a boarded house? Or are you living in a home tonight? Are you enjoying your home tonight? Or are you letting others thrive in your home? That's a big deal too. You've got to be able to let people come in and see what you got. They've got to be able to enjoy being there or else they're not going to show up. I tell you, let's get us a song. I don't feel like going any further. We'll ask Terry to come and help us, but I feel like somebody's got an opportunity to change what's going on in their life. I feel like somebody's got a real opportunity to get into that home that I'm preaching about. I tell you, I, I couldn't come up with a sermon like that. God gave me that. and I know God gave it to me because God needed you to hear it. And if God needed you to hear it, buddy, that means you've got a great opportunity. And why in the world would you waste a great opportunity from a man like God? I tell you, there's some people that say, well, you know what, he's done this to me in my life. He's done that to me. You know what, I'm not even sure I believe in him. I'm not sure of this. I tell you what, I don't have all the answers and I never will. But I can tell you one thing for certain. If you just have faith and step out, you'll find the answers you're looking for. You'll find the fulfillment of the void that you've been living with for a while. You'll make sure that when you come to that altar and you just give it all to Him, He'll come in and He'll take up and He'll start renovating so quickly that when you get up from the altar, you'll be saying, Wow, why didn't I do this sooner? I mean, you ever seen people like that? They... They sit there on their house for 50 years and they go, I've been meaning to fix that. I've been meaning to do that. Then one day they just decide, we're going to get after this. And by the time it's all said and done, they shake the contractor's hand. They say, man, I wish we would have done this sooner. Man, I wish we would have got this fixed up a long time ago. And they're happy. That's what it's like to get your home renovated down in here. Don't waste your time walking around. Sing when you're ready with a home that's broken down. Don't waste your time walking around in a shack that you found by the road. Come and get what you deserve this evening. And I say that this way because God already did the work for you to come and claim what He's got for you. And I tell you this evening, if you're thinking, I don't want to go up there. I don't want to make a fool of myself. That's not the way our church operates. You'll not be a fool. You'll just see people with love in their hearts and their eyes praying for you, coming to you, shaking your hand, saying, buddy, I'm proud of you. There's no, I don't know what she's been doing in her life or he's been doing in his. It's all about, thank God there's another one. There's another one that got it. The joy is unreal for God's people when they see good people moving for God. And that's how we view it.
So don't be ashamed to come and make things right with your Lord. Don't be ashamed to come and get things on the right spot so that your eternity is set. Make sure that your house is a home. Don't leave here tonight without that being done. I pray up here. I've seen it so many times in the Bible. It puts out a picture of some people that made the choice and they enjoyed it. I see some people in the Bible, they made the other choice and they paid for it. They, they didn't pay for it with money. They didn't pay with it with jewels, but they paid with it with their ever-dying life. That soul portion right there. And you know what, folks? Let's be honest. Hell is just as real as heaven is. If you believe in heaven, you've got to believe in hell. That's it. It's just logical thinking. And I tell you what, it's backed by the Spirit. It's backed by the Scripture. I tell you, folks, that rich man that turned away God that day in the Bible, I bet he would give everything he had. He would, he would just give it all if he could just go back and change the decision he made. He would say, Lord, you can have it all if you just save me. I know he would do that. Why? Because what I've got on the inside, I would give up everything for. I've got it now. I'm taken care of. But what's your state this evening? What is your state that you're dealing with? Are you holding on to grudges with the Lord? Are you holding on to a shyness? Are you holding on to a, I just don't want to right now? Let it go. Let it go. Don't be a fool. Don't be foolish. Just let it go this evening. It's so much easier to let God work than it is to struggle your whole life. Let God work in your life this evening. here tonight and you're not where God wants you to be and you're not letting God be the center of your life and the center of your home, you're missing out on the best part. Well, I thought that was clear and such good illustrations. I'm going to ask for another verse to a song. I want you to think about this tonight. If you're here and lost, uh, what a bad spot to be in. I was lost one time and I, I can still remember how I felt. I'm glad God lets me remember that. Because I contrast that with how I felt once I got saved. Boy, the difference, that's the greatest difference you could have. I was dead and on my way to hell, and I got saved. God made me alive and gave me eternal life, and I'm going to heaven. Now, since I got saved, there's been times in my life that I haven't lived for the Lord like I should. I'm still saved, but I, I just wasn't doing what I was supposed to. Couldn't help my people like I should. I, you know what? To have Jesus and to kindly not be willing to let it show, not be willing to tell it. How sad is that? Because when, when you've got Jesus in your heart and soul, in your life, and you'll live for the Lord and you'll let it show, you can help people. And everybody needs some help. We all do. So if you're here tonight and lost and need to come and get in where God wants you, let God help you. Let God save you. If you're here tonight and you're saved, but you just haven't been doing what you're supposed to for the Lord, I'd like to ask you to come and get, get things fixed up. While they sing again tonight, you obey what's on your heart, what God's given you. Do what God says tonight.
obey the Lord. Well, just come, come and pray. Obey the Lord. blessed us wonderfully. Now, if you've got something on your heart you need to say or do, do that. Even if you need to sing a song, you're still welcome. Or testify, you're still welcome. Whatever you need to do. And you're still, if you need, even though we're not singing, if you need to come to Alder, you're mighty welcome to do that. Anything on anybody's heart. Amen. Me too. Amen. That's good. Me too. Someone else. not we'll get no song and uh, this is our regular business meeting time and uh, we'll sing a few verses of song uh, got some of our deacons going back to take care of things back there the offering and so on and uh, we'll sing a few verses of song give people if you need to leave or want to leave you can everybody's welcome to stay after we have uh, some songs and let people exit that want to uh, then we'll come in we'll be seated for business so mm-hmm. 